For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. What's up, Rebels? Good to see you this morning. It's Monday morning commentary, a new feature we're going to start here on Rebel Parenting. Today, we're going to talk about morals versus politics. Uh, Morals versus politics. And we're going to start with Democratic representative, um, presidential candidate, Christine Gildebrand, Congresswoman Christine Gildebrand, who tweeted out recently that the NRA is the worst organization in America. The worst organization in America. And then the next day, um, the NRA tweeted out a photo of a letter that she sent to them uh, in 2008 on her congressional letterhead. I've got it here where she says, to begin with, I want to be very clear. I have always and always will believe in the correct interpretation of the Second Amendment. It's that it applies to an individual's right to carry guns. Uh, She goes on to say, the question of outright banning certain firearms for cosmetic features, bullets of random size, or banning magazines holding an arbitrary number of cartridges, I am adamantly opposed and do not believe that laws should be based on random limits just for the sake of limiting gun ownership or usage. And then she closes that with saying, I appreciate the work that the NRA does to protect gun owners' rights, and I look forward to working with you for many years in Congress. Sincerely, Christine Gildebrand. And I'm sounding overdriven. I'll drop it down. How about that? Better? What I mean by this is it's politics. It's just popular to say things like the NRA is the worst organization in America today when you don't believe it. And who knows if you believe uh, what you said in the letter to the NRA, that you believe in gun owners' rights and you appreciate the work the NRA does. Who knows what you believe? Because essentially, you're a politician and nothing else. And stuff like that drives me crazy. In the upcoming election, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm saying look for who's making political statements versus who's acting on the interest of their voters and their moral beliefs. What your moral beliefs are versus what's popular politically. Um, Big one right now is that Alabama and Georgia have restricted abortion and uh, are trying to pass those laws. Disney, uh, Netflix, Amazon, and a bunch of actresses and actresses have said that they're not going to work in Georgia any longer. And I was like, wow, that's weird, because Georgia's a huge state for filmmaking right now. Um, Endgame was filmed in Georgia. Uh, Stranger Things is filmed in Georgia. Black Panther is filmed in Georgia. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I heard the governor of Georgia say that a lot of the companies that said they weren't going to work in Georgia have never worked in Georgia yet. So it's really easy to make a statement. It's like me going like, I'm never going to work in California. Well, have you ever worked in California? No. Oh, okay. California's a bad example because I work there all the time. I love California. It's like me saying, I'm not going to work in Egypt. I'm never working in Egypt again. Well, have you ever been to Egypt? No, but I'm certainly not going now. And again, this is not a moral high ground. It's a political statement. It's not a moral high ground. It's a political statement. And by this, I mean, uh, let's see, this is what um, Bob Iger, CEO 
of Disney said, uh, when asked if they would be, if they would keep filming in Georgia, he said, I rather doubt we will. I think many people who work for us will not want to work there and will have to heed their wishes in that regard. Right now, we're just watching it very carefully. If the law takes effect, I don't see how it's practical for us to continue to shoot there. That's really interesting because they filmed uh, Star Wars in, uh, let's see, The Last Jedi in Bolivia, Croatia, and Ireland. Uh, in Ireland, women that have abortions or help assist abortions can face life in prison. Uh, Croatia, you only have 10 weeks to decide. It's illegal after 10 weeks. And in Bolivia, it's outlawed outright. So did you have a problem filming Star Wars in Bolivia, Croatia, and Ireland? You know, do you have people that don't want to work there? Or is this a political statement? It's political, not moral. Uh, also, Disney filmed Aladdin in Jordan. Uh, abortion is criminalized in Jordan. Uh, speaking of Netflix, who films uh, Stranger Things in uh, Georgia, they've got two shows on Netflix produced in Egypt where abortion is punishable by imprisonment. They've got two more shows they film in Jordan. Uh, which, again, it's punishable by law if you have an abortion in Jordan. Uh, ask, actress, former soccer player Jessica Chastain, uh, let's see, Sansa from Game of Thrones, Sophie Turner, also came out to say they're going to boycott Georgia. Uh, Jessica Chastain had nothing to say about Northern Ireland's abortion restrictions when she filmed Miss Julie there two years ago. And Sophie Turner worked in Northern Ireland for 10 years with Game of Thrones. 10 years, you hypocrite! Ten years you worked in a state, in a country where having an abortion or assisting an abortion can be punishable by life imprisonment. But now, because it's popular to say, you say you're not going to be working in Georgia. I think that's ridiculous. And I'll finish it off with, um, here it is. Uh, Chase Bank posted something. It's a Monday morning motivation. It's a little while ago. It says, you, why is my balance so low? Your bank account. Make coffee at home. Eat the food that's already inside your fridge. You don't need a cab. It's only three blocks. You. I guess we'll never know. Bank account. Seriously? Now, I think that's funny. I think it's good advice. Uh, making coffee at home. Fantastic. Eat the food that's in your fridge instead of going out. Great. Walking three blocks. Getting exercise. Uh, not polluting the air. Not taking a cab. Not spending the money. Fantastic. And then our good friend, Elizabeth Warren, who lied on her application to Harvard saying that she was Native American descent to get a job there. She says, let's see. Let's shut that one off. Chase, why aren't customers saving money? Taxpayers, we lost our jobs, home savings, but gave you a $25 billion bailout. Workers, employers, employers don't pay a living wage. Economists, rising costs plus stagnant wages equals zero savings. Chase, I guess we'll never know. Everyone, seriously? It's odd that Elizabeth Warren says, we lost our jobs, homes, and savings. She's worth between 8 and $11 million. Uh, very, very, very wealthy white woman. Uh, and stagnant wages and rising costs, uh, it's never... We've never had a better economy in decades than we do right now. Unemployment is at an all-time low. All-time low, especially for women, especially for minorities. All-time low. And that reminded me 
of Maxine Waters, who is the chairman of the House Financial Committee. Chairman of the House Financial Committee. Understand, I'm going to say that again. Chairman of the House Financial Committee brought forth four CEOs of big banks to question them about student loans, about student loans. She said a million people last year defaulted on student loans. It's like $1.4 trillion student loan debt. Uh, this year, a million people are projected to default on their student loans. That's 2 million people defaulting on their student loans. And she goes, what are you people doing about it? You from Big Bank. And he says, I wrote it down. This is so ridiculous. We stopped giving out student loans in 2007. She goes to the next guy. He goes, we stopped doing student loans in 2009. She goes to the next guy. And he says, well, when the government took over student loans in 2010, we stopped doing student loans. And then she goes, well, uh, what about small business? And she just keeps going on. I got to tell you, if I was one of those banks, if I was Chase, by the way, Chase came out and apologized for that Monday morning tweet. And they shouldn't, shouldn't apologize for that. You should come out and be like, um, no, we stand by what we said. Uh, you should eat the food in your fridge instead of going out. You should make coffee at home instead of spending it if you have no money. And you should walk three blocks instead of taking cabs if you need to save money. It's a great way to save money. It's a good thing for you, good thing for the environment, good thing for waste. It'll be a great thing for you to do. We're not apologizing. Don't apologize. Don't kowtow. And then she just moves on. Maxine Waters moves on. Well, what about small business? If I was one of those bankers, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You are the chairman of the House Finance Committee. You didn't know that it's been more than nine years since a privately owned bank did student loans at all. You're the chairman of the House Financial Committee. You didn't know this. You didn't know that one of us has been doing it for nine years. One hasn't been doing it for 10 years. And one of us has been doing it for 12 years. You're going to call us forward and say, what are we doing? There's nothing we could do. You, the government, took this over. We don't have anything to do with it at all. So we're not going to answer your questions anymore. And by the way, do your homework. Give me a break. Do your homework. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. And by the way, you can start teaching your kids about money and finances at an early, early age. I was at Costco. It's totally funny. I'm at Costco with Lucy. She's in the cart and we're picking out coffee and we get the same coffee uh, every time. You want to know why? Because it's the cheapest coffee Costco sells, uh, the K-Cups. And it's 28 cents per cup, per K-Cup. And Lucy was looking at all the coffees and all the pretty boxes and I said, this is why we buy this one. Look where it says 0.280 blah, 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 blah per cup. That means it's 28 cents per cup. This one's 38 cents. This one's 42 cents. This one's 56 cents. And she was like, oh, I'm like, it's really easy to do this. You just look at which the lowest price one is. Try it out. If it tastes good, great. I mean, it's just plain coffee. It's no big deal. It can't be that much different than the other coffees. And she was like, oh, we're having this conversation back and forth. And a dad was walking by with his cart. And he goes, way to go teaching him early. And I was like, all right. It was good. It was a little dad moment. And we're like, um, all right, I'll fix my mic for the next time. We're having a good dad moment there. Uh, we was doing a little fist bump with the uh, teaching your kids early about that. And we were doing the same thing in the puppy aisle because we were buying uh, treats for the dogs. And they were like, but they like these ones better. I'm like, yeah, but those ones are double. And truthfully, the dogs don't care. If you say treat, they wag their tails and eat whatever you put in their mouth. So we're getting the cheaper ones. 
Hope you're enjoying yourselves. Hope you're having a great week. Pay attention to what people say. Are they making a moral statement? By the way, moral statements are fantastic. I had a great conversation with an attorney from California about the quote-unquote living wage. And I was saying, you know, my first job in, I mean, my first job, goodness, way back in the day, I used to get five cents per cassette tape. Uh, my dad's organization, Focus on the Family, used to send out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cassettes, and people would send them back in so we could recycle them. Focus way back in the day, early 80s recycling program, and I got five cents per cassette if I could peel the label off the cassette and let them reuse it again. We had a magnetron. We would send them under the magnet, uh, high, high power magnet. It would delete the cassette, put it back in, in the line, put a new label on it, ship it out to another person. That was my first job. Uh, I was a um, I was a janitor in one of the Focus on the Family warehouses where I essentially uh, dust mopped warehouse floors for eight hours a day. That's boring. I mean, that's boring stuff. My first job in college was a janitor janitor. Uh, I vacuumed all the classrooms. I picked staples out of the carpet before I vacuumed because it was bad. Uh, for vacuums to have staples get sucked up in them, apparently. I cleaned chalkboards, and I cleaned bathrooms. I got to tell you, you have a whole new appreciation for janitors and maids and housekeepers in hotels when you yourself clean toilets. Oh, my goodness. I cleaned toilets for two years there. A year? Two years? I forget. Worked in restaurants forever. Um, by the way, that's a really interesting one. I think almost everyone ought to work in a restaurant. You ought to work in food services because you treat wait staff completely different. I can't tell you, man. It's been a million years ago. Laura and I have been married 14 years in two days. But a million years ago when I was dating, if you were rude to a waiter or a waitress in front of me, we would never, never go out again. I mean, never, never be disrespectful. And by the way, I want to say this too to every Christian listening. You need to redefine uh, what it means to tip. If you're going out on a Sunday afternoon after church and everybody, yeah, chalkboards are old. Everybody online's counting chalkboards are old. Yes. I don't even think we had whiteboards back in the day. I think I was literally cleaning chalkboards uh, with a vacuum and cleaning them. Um, if you're going out, out to a restaurant after church on Sunday, please over tip. You got to, we got to erase that thing. Don't, by the way, never under tip. I don't care if the person's rude. Here's the crazy thing. I don't get paid any less whether I'm salty on the mic or whether I'm super nice on the mic. No one pays me less. Most of your jobs, you don't get paid less if you're having a bad day. If you woke up and you're not feeling good and you got into a fight with your wife or your husband and you're just kind of like all day long, you're grumpy. You're not getting less on your paycheck. And so with your wait staff, you don't have any idea what was going on that day in their life. Just be the bigger person. Being the bigger person will help you win over and over and over again. Just be nice. Be nice. Hope you're having a better day. Hope this makes your day a little bit better. I mean, anything like that. Definitely. All right. People are saying they like it when I'm salty. Yes, everyone except my family. My wife's laughing in the background. All right. God bless, Rebels. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. What do you think of the... Uh, <clears throat> nice. What do you think of the background? I put that up. I'm proud of this. I put that whole wall up behind me. Uh, I spackled it. I painted it. I did the whole distressed look. I'm pretty stoked on it. Uh, but we're going to start doing these Rebel Commentaries once a week. If there's topics you want me to hit and cover, if there's things you want me to talk about, definitely send them in. Help at rebelparenting.org. Today's sponsor... Oh, wait. Where'd it go? Bum, bum, bum. Today's sponsor is Save the Storks at SaveTheStorks.com. Seriously, getting involved in 
some kind of a movement. Tithe to your church 100%. Definitely tithe to your church and find great organizations that you can also support. And by supporting Save the Storks, you're also supporting Rebel Parenting. Rebel Parenting because the struggle is worth it. It's worth it to work hard. Your marriage, your parenting, your kids, your spouse, it's worth it. Save the Storks builds what they call Stork Buses to partner with pregnancy resource centers all over the country. Stork Bus is a mobile ultrasound unit with uh, someone that's qualified to do ultrasounds. They give great advice. And four out of five moms that enter a Stork Bus who are pregnant choose life for their babies when they hear the heartbeat and they see an ultrasound. Seeing an ultrasound is amazing. I'll never forget... I'd seen so many ultrasounds speaking at Pregnancy Resource Center banquets. When I saw Lincoln on an ultrasound for the first time, I will never forget it. I bawled. I wept. It was so powerful. Four out of five moms choose life after seeing an ultrasound and hearing a heartbeat on a stork bus. And they're helping that mom in a crisis pregnancy, in an unplanned pregnancy. And for those that don't know, that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My bio mom was 16 when she got pregnant, 17 when she had me. And there was a pregnancy resource center in their area that helped her go through that pregnancy, choose life for me, and then ultimately allow my parents to adopt me into the Dobson family. That's my story. That's why we partner with Save the Storks, because we know without a shadow of a doubt, they're doing great work every single day, helping moms choose life. SaveTheStorks.com is their website. I encourage all of you to check them out. God bless. See you soon.